Welcome to the Happy Client Show. This is the weekly podcast dedicated to helping inbound agencies master the art of truly delighting their clients. This episode is brought to you by Do Inbound, the project and process management platform built by an agency for agencies. Learn more at doinbound.com. Now, here are your hosts, Ben and Andrew. Welcome back to the Happy Client Show, where we help you fight from the trenches, set good expectations for client relationships, and ultimately have better client relationships. My name is Ben Butler. I'm here with here with my lovely co-host, Andrew. Andrew, how you doing? I'm doing great, Ben. It's good to be back. Yeah, it is good to be back. And of course, coffee in hand, ready to take on the problems of the world, or at least the agency world. Uh, Andrew, do you want to tell us really what we're talking about and focusing on today? Yeah, we're going to talk about those clients that are always missing deadlines, those perpetual late folks, whether it's deadlines around payments, getting meetings going, submitting content to you so that you can move through your process, or if it's reviewing content that you've created for them. I know that anyone who's worked in the client space, Ben, has faced someone like this who's just constantly, constantly late. And so today we're going to chat about what can we do about these folks. Yeah, and let's make a, speaking of folks, let's make a distinction on the kind of folks we're talking about. We're not talking about that client who only misses a deadline once in a blue moon. We're not saying through this that if that's the case that you should slap them with a late fee, that you should halt service, or that you should get real aggressive and you know prissy about it. Uh, we're talking about these people who are chronic late people. You know, the person who you bet on a dime that they will be thirty. 30 days late on paying an invoice or they will be nowhere to be seen when you need them or need an answer on something that's timely. We're talking about those kind of relationships and how to get them back on track. And there's one thing that I, I think is really important here is that missed deadlines cause fires. And this whole season is about client fires, how to prevent them and what to do about them when they break out. Um, and a client fire is just a conflict that erupts in the relationship. 90% of fires can be prevented. And so that's what we're trying to help you do is prevent this. But there's also some firefighting tactics laced in here. Um, but what's really important is that it's not just the client. And I, I know you know us agencies like to get on our soapbox. But that soapbox, I want to I give it a little push right here and say – if you aren't meeting your deadlines, that you have no reason to expect your clients to meet your deadlines as well. So you need to meet your deadlines first. And then if you are consistent and you're good at that and your processes are good and you're operating in a very organized manner and you don't miss a deadline, that's when you should enter this conversation here. So you can cause those fires by being late and they can cause those fires. And either way, we need to prevent them. So Andrew, kick us off. What is the first thing that we should do to prevent this whole conflict, this friction, and these these late these late deadlines that you know they really throw us off? What do we do about that first and foremost? Well, like so many other things we talk about, Ben, it comes back down to expectations and just communicating with clarity upfront what you expect from the client. Because if the client doesn't know what you expect, how are you supposed to you know, sort of grade them on their performance? You have to lay it out very clearly what you expect from them because don't forget, someone's hiring an agency for a reason. There's a bandwidth issue. There's an expertise issue. They don't know how to do what you're doing or they don't have the internal resources to do what you and your team do. So we can't just expect them to know these things out of the blue like, oh, you went to business school. You're supposed to know how to work with a vendor. That's not the case. You as an agency need to lay down up front 
What are the expectations that we have for you? What do you need to hit on in order to keep this project flowing smoothly? Because it is a partnership that we're engaging in here. It's not, you know, an outsource situation where you just give us the the, the keys to the kingdom and we'll go drive the leads to you. This is a two-way street where we work back and forth. So I think communicating those expectations up front, Ben, and I love the point that you said about checking yourself and just knowing, first of all, are we as an agency hitting everything that we said we were going to hit? Do we have processes in place to make sure that we have everything at the critical junctions so that we are not holding up the process? Because we must first, as agencies, lead by example. So once that's in play, then communicate the importance of those deadlines up front. And I love the idea of sending the client sort of some homework at the beginning of the relationship during your onboarding process and lay out in that what what are the things that are going to put this partnership at risk. Right at the beginning when the client is fired up and ready to go, share with them what causes a relationship fire to erupt. If payments are late, if you guys are not submitting content on time, if you guys are not reviewing the stuff that we're sending to you. These are the things that need to be priorities. We need weekly meetings, quarterly reviews, those sorts of things. Lay out what you need from your client, share it with him up front, and don't be afraid to reference back to it as you're going through things. Because, Ben, you know this, if you don't communicate the importance of those deadlines up front, how are they supposed to know that they're important versus just you know nice to have? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love what you're saying here. And this is a, a key theme is that you have to come in with a, some kind of plan. You have to be prepared. And I would say that anything you do in business and life, your preparation is going to determine your success. So come prepared and come prepared to communicate these things. And it's one of those things where, in my opinion, if you haven't communicated it, it hasn't happened. That's That applies to all things agency. And so we need to be in the habit of over-communicating. And even if the client nods their head and says, yeah, that makes sense, or yeah, I I understand that, we can't just assume that they're going to understand what we think is important. And so we have to be, first and foremost, putting our best foot forward and saying in a very – because this this is a key point. This is the time when you get to be as respectful as you possibly can. And every time you have to reference back to this, you're starting to get from a position of frustration – So you're coming into this without any frustration. You're at a very cool place. You're both on an even playing ground. And this is the perfect time to create little hooks for the relationship where you can hang other information and other insights on and other things that you can refer back to. So if you don't communicate these things, they're never – I would just assume that they have no idea and they're not going to follow them. Yeah. And I speak from this like – out of experience, when we started Guava Box, you know, we talk a lot about signing the first retainer and then not knowing what to do for them strategically. Well, it was also we had no idea how to set clear expectation for those folks up front. So, what I, if I were to start everything over again, Ben, and do it today, I would plan out sort of a a fictitious client and say, okay, if I signed a client today, Acme Corporation, what's the first thing that I would want to do with them? What was the free, the first resource I'd want to communicate with them? You know, I'd want to put together a risk management guide like this. I'd want to clearly articulate what does payment schedule look like? When are invoices sent? When do we expect payment by? What's the process if payments are late? What are the meeting schedules that we agreed to? Who do we want at each of these meetings? And actually creating repeatable processes around all these things so that I've got a standardized deck that I can work folks through on our first few meetings if I could start over again, that's what I would do is I'd take these points and not just remember to hit on them every single time, but blend it into the process so so that you can't miss it the next time you sign up a client because 
then you know everything else that we're going to talk about here is when someone is perpetually late. But if we can avoid that from up front, we're not only going to save ourselves a lot of frustration, we're going to make a lot more money because we're going to have clients that are happy and engaged in the process. Yeah. And I found over the years here from managing client relationships uh, for a variety of contexts and interacting with all kinds of different you know situations is that if you come in organized, if you come in with a plan, you come in with you know, really nice note template and presentations and detail, 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 detail. I can't say that word enough, detail, that clients immediately, and I've gotten this a lot, is that they will say, my goodness, you are so organized. I feel so comfortable. I know exactly what to expect. And, you know, they'll even probably launch into a story about an agency where they were just left guessing. You want to be organized and you want to be the most organized person in the room. And if you as an agency owner are not organized, then you're, I, I hope to heck that your project manager is or the person who, who does handle your project management is and they can prepare this organization for you to come with your best foot forward. And so it is going to make you stand out in this world of there's a bajillion agencies out there. It's such a point that's going to make you stand out and you are going to be in such good shape to lead these relationships so much more intentionally and it's going to be so fruitful. And you know what? Your clients are going to be so delighted that you're never going to have to do any marketing again because they're just going to send you a bajillion referrals as well. That would be <laughs> awesome, wouldn't it? But uh, Andrew, you, before we hit record here, we always have these little funny conversations. Can you tell me what you told me? Eric, can you tell them what – oh, geez. Let me take a sip of coffee here in a minute. But <laughs> can you tell them what you told me about a certain agency who has documented this and really has a cool way of setting these expectations? Yeah, this is a massive shout-out to Kevin Barber over at Lean Labs. He's going to be a guest on Inbound Agency Journey coming up here soon. Let me check so I can get the date for y'all. Um, he is going to be Kevin Barber, episode number 53. So if you're listening to this soon after it comes out, he's going to be out next week. Um, so coming up here soon. But what Kevin does down there at Lean Labs is they send, as part of the onboarding process, a project risk management ebook to their new clients. And they use that to set the expectations early to say, hey, if things are going to fall off the rails, here's what's going to cause that. So they get the client's mind thinking about these things early, saying, hey, if you're not going to meetings, if you're not paying your invoices on time, if you're not reviewing content in a timely manner, if the right people aren't showing up to those meetings, they basically get all this stuff out early and they've, processed, they've baked it into their process. They have an ebook created that gets sent every single time. And so Kevin and the team at Lean Labs have been through this enough to know, hey, if we can set expectations with the client early on in the process, we're going to get them working with us instead of working against us by being late all the time on those different stuff. So shout out to Kevin and the gang down there at Lean Labs. They're doing great stuff. You can learn more about that project risk management guide in episode 53 of Inbound Agency Journey when that comes out. And uh, it's great stuff in there. It's going to be awesome. But it was, it was awesome to just hear, Ben, how Kevin had walked the journey before and had seen what poor expectations set with clients led to and how they – implemented a process to overcome that in the future. It's great, a great example for all of us to follow. Yeah, uh, I love that so, so, so much. And it's just taking it one step further to looking like, you know, the key is to look like you know what you're doing. And that is a sign and such an indicator to a client to say, wow, these guys are prepared. 
we're going to, wow, we're going to work well together. This is going to be awesome. So I, I cannot, oh, I just love that so much. You're like digitally drooling over this thing right I, now. I really am. I'm going to, I'm protecting my mic right now from the drool. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now, now that we've kind of set the expectation to set the expectation, uh, let's dive into some real tactics that can help you if something happens. And my personal favorite is what to do if, uh, you know, a client is late and, you know, late on payment is where we're going to start with this. So next we'll talk about late on content. These are the two most common areas where a client is going to be late. And so, Andrew, kick us off. What do we do if our clients are late on payment? I mean, oh my goodness, there goes a revenue pipeline. What do we do? Yeah, well, it's important first and foremost that the client knows that if we're not paid as an agency, we're not working as an agency. And most agencies are setting things up so where you're getting paid ahead of time. So if I, if I invoice today, it's for this coming month's work. It's not for this past month's work. It's how retainers work. It's a good way to run your business because you essentially you're getting paid before you're putting in the work, and that's a, that's a really, really good place to be, obviously. Um, but if clients are missing deadlines and they're getting two, three, four weeks out beyond the invoice due date, you are in a position where you've shifted that and you're actually getting paid after you do the work, even though you invoice them prior to that. And so it's not a healthy place to be because the, a, the client's not following the process that you clearly articulated up front. And there's an element of disrespect there, Ben, whether it's spoken or unspoken, that act of defiance is I, I interpret that as an act of disrespect, and that there is some sort of a some sort of a gap between my client and myself. So it's important to address that up front with whoever the decision maker is. Uh, you know, there's been situations where we have brought this to our point of contact and had them take that to the right person, and that's I think that's a good place to start, but it's not the only place to go. Uh, during your onboarding process, you need to know. Who's going to be responsible for cutting checks? Is it someone in the accounting department? Uh, is it someone, is it the president himself who's cutting the checks? How, how are we getting paid and who do we talk to when we have questions around that? Because if you're, if you're working with a marketing manager, they might not be the person to talk to. Yeah, absolutely. But, and it's, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, just finding that right person to talk to. And then, you know, when someone is late, put a late payment fee or a late invoice fee on your invoices that fee, whether – I mean it's not going to be a major part of your revenue. That's not the point, Ben. The point is to train the client to do the right thing. Set the expectation that, hey, if you're late, you're going to get a late fee and then freaking put that late fee on there if they are late and keep doing it until they get in line. Yeah, and you can always use it as a value add that, hey, I waived it. It's your first time, you know, yeah. no biggie. Uh, but really you can get into a dangerous situation. And Let's talk about the reality of late payments is uh, there's so many things you said that I love. I think the first one is, you know, we're, we can't do good work. We can't even do work if we're not paid. And so I always phrase it this way is that there's this thing called the sins of agency past where the agencies who's come before us and you, they have done things that have really screwed up the perception of an agency. And so rather than a client thinking of us in terms of, you know, like electric, you're not going to not pay the electric bill and expect to have electricity or you're not going to not pay the contractor to, you know, fix the front door and expect for service to be rendered. You know, we have to change the perception and we have to keep in mind and come to the table with the 
with this reality that clients don't treat us like any other service-based industry, and they also don't treat us like any other commodity or product or service or anything of the sort. They think that there's so much flexibility because of this perception, and it's not really even the client's fault. It's us. It comes down to us, and we need to communicate that, hey, listen, you, want, you don't want us to be squeezing by month by month. You want us to be happy, healthy, and wise over here. And you don't want us frustrated because we're not going to do good work for you and we're not going to run a good business. And if we're not running a good business, I don't know why the heck we're going to work with you. So communicate from a business standpoint how important it is for your revenue pipeline, how important it is for you to live a good lifestyle and not be squeezing to pay your employees or your bills. And so all that comes down to payment, paying on time. It's respect. It's, you know, I'm, again, we're trying to run a business here and we don't want to be like, oh my goodness, I personally have to forsake my check as an owner for my employee because a client did not pay or here's the worst case, clients, you know, multiple not paying on time. You're missing payroll. You're missing this. You're missing – I mean there's deadlines to everything and so you've got to set up your retainers in a way where you're getting that money uh, and also in a timely manner. I, oh, I think if you could get this issue straightened out that you would be so much more successful and scaling a lot better. So it's I, oh, so important to make sure that you're enforcing those late fees and just building good habits for the client. Because at a certain point, you know, it, it, it falls out of control. And Andrew, as we've seen in recent months and months, uh, you know, once a client is late, they're going to be late and they're going to be gradually later if you don't enforce. Yeah. They're just going to, they're going to creep and creep and creep. And then suddenly, my goodness, bye-bye the revenue pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> it's human behavior, Ben. Like if you give, if you give an inch, they're going to take a mile. Like you've got to be strict on these things. It's important to do it early because if a client learns a bad habit up front, it's harder to break that on the latter half of a contract engagement and have a healthy relationship. That's why I think this project risk management guy that Kevin is put together is such a good resource because it's training them up front. Here's everything you need to know for this to work out well. Um, so get as many of those processes in place that sort of minimize client surprises up front so that they don't have to read the fine print. They know what to expect in the fine print and you're going to be well on your way to a healthy relationship. Um, so Ben, I think the, the late fees or just late payments on invoices is a big item. And then content is the second big item. What can agencies do to really get the clients to get them the content that they need on time? Yeah. And I would say the first thing you need to communicate, like we were talking about before, especially when it, content is a driver, uh, for instance, website design and development, a client will come to you and say, you know, I'm going to kick this thing out the door in four to six weeks. And you might, you might say, okay, from a development standpoint, we can definitely do that. But where you're going to get tripped up is the content, you know, what we're actually going to put on those pages. And in website projects, I always communicate right up front that it's not us, it's you. It's who holds up. If you're in charge of content or approving content, the biggest snag traditionally is always getting it approved or submitted in time. So set that up front uh, and communicate that so that they know that they need to be on their game and that they won't procrastinate. And, you know, send them a mug, you know, a mug with your company name that says don't procrastinate. I don't know. That might help. But (laughs) point aside, uh, basically what you want to do is you want to build your process in a way that mitigates continual client contribution. So that is the cure to a lot of this. And where things get into a lot of trouble is if you're continuously requiring 
uh, client content, you know, week by week. And I've seen it happen in our relationships, Andrew, where the relationships where the client either had to give us a blog post or approve a blog post week by week, that's, those were always the ones where we would get late on content. We wouldn't get back on track. Things would get delayed weeks by weeks and we kill our momentum. And so build your process in a way where you can gather a lot up front and do inbound and the whole method there is quarter by quarter campaigns and planning those campaigns and gathering everything up front. So I'd say plan your quarters in advance, gather all your content up front. So if you're running a, a, a quarterly campaign and it's 12 or 24 blog posts and the client wants to approve them, guess what agency? Here's my challenge to you. Produce all those blog posts up front before the campaign should start and send every single stinking last one of them to the client for approval all at once and it might take a month to get approved, but guess what? There you go. 12 or 24 blog posts to run your next quarter smoothly without that, you know, that constant lateness. So build your process in a way that is going to get that content up front. Yeah, getting even block working with your client to block time on their calendar to batch review things or running your meetings and then using the the latter half of that meeting block to go through and review stuff that you've sent over to them. Like Ben said, find ways to integrate these things into your process so that it's not a big burden on the client. As, a, as the strategic partner, we want to help make their life easier, not make it more complicated. So let's give them the tools to help keep things on track, to help keep them moving forward so that they don't get overwhelmed and we get the stuff that we need. That's what we need to make happen here as the strategic partner in the relationship. Absolutely. And again, it, you know, agencies like to blame the client for a lot of stuff, but guess what? This all comes back to you, the agency. And so don't be blaming the client if you haven't set these expectations and haven't thought smart about reality and how things, you know, in utopia might work, but how reality actually is. Things get busy, clients get overwhelmed. So when they have that time, utilize it. When the relationship is hot, as molten lava in the beginning with excitement and everyone's ready to go, then here we go, go in and strike while it's hot. And then the other thing that you can do when we talked a lot about this on the happy client show in a dedicated episode, which we will link is to utilize three meetings. But number one, one of those is the weekly meeting. And this is your weekly touch point with the client, either in person or on a call where you can start communicating things that affect progress. So during your weekly meeting, you can say, Hey, where's that content? We need it. You know, what's going on. And then it's a a really good touch point because email is easy to ignore, but when you're on a call with someone and they call you out, eh, that's so easy to ignore. So that's another game changer that we have found is that weekly meeting. Amen. And having that repeatable process there too, Ben, we love using the Google Slides to handle the notes for those weekly meetings. That's All that info on how to get that all set up is going to be in that other episode that we did. But just making that as easy as possible so you're getting your point of contact there on a regular basis, building a rhythm with them just to check in on a regular basis, keep everyone on the same page. That's so valuable. Absolutely. And then here's a situation where, okay, chronic late, whether project or payment, you need to get the decision maker on the call if they're not already on the call. You know, get the boss, get the whoever the next one up is. Maybe the person you first talked to or the person who signed the contract or signs the checks. Sometimes they don't even know what's going on. They don't even know that things are late. You know, they're just blissfully happy, um, it, you know, naively so. Uh, so get them on the call and explain what happened. Overview the laundry list of late work. Communi- and this is really important. Communicate the repercussions. 
I had a situation recently where we had to put together something in a ridiculous time frame. Yet the quote unquote webmaster had not set up the hosting environment where this had to be built. And it was three weeks late. So what did that do to the deadline? Well, I said it pushed it back at least three weeks. And you know, you have to communicate repercussions. You can't just say, yeah, this happened, you're late, and all is kosher. Things are not kosher in that situation. So you have to communicate it. You don't have to be a jerk about it, but just be real. This is, you know, we can't humanly get this done by that by that deadline anymore because of this. And then payments are the same way. Listen, again, business, we got to run our business here. You don't want us squeezing by or missing our rent payment or payroll because we're suddenly not going to be so fun to work with. And why would you want to do that to another human being? You know, that kind of chat. But uh, and then I, I would number the last part of this here. So first you're overviewing, you're communicating repercussions. Last but not least, you have to put an ultimatum on the table or else, you know, what is their incentive to change at all at this point? And eh, not so much, but I would say if things don't change within 30 days, you'd have to reevaluate the relationship and you don't have to be so upfront and say, we're going to, we're going to quit. We're going to fire you. Just say, leave it vague enough to say, we're going to reevaluate the relationship, you know, whether it's profitable or whether or not you have the time to dedicate to this. Yeah. And I hope you would never get to that point. With a client, I hope you're setting those expectations along the way. When you see those little fires pop up, addressing those fires before they blow up and become a big deal, uh, just remember, don't go, don't allow yourself and your team to work without getting paid. That's those sins of agency pass that Ben was hitting on in, uh, before. Move forward with them, and if they are late on stuff, communicate that to them. Communicate why you're stopping, and make sure there's a process in place so that when that message needs to be delivered, there's an expectation for it that you hit that up front. All of this stuff in here, this is kind of worst-case scenario stuff, but having a process in play helps you avoid the worst-case scenario. That's what Ben and I want you guys to do at your agency is begin to think about how do we put these fires out before they even happen and bake that into your process. So the next time you sign up a client, you have that client journey outlined for them and you walk them through each phase and set their expectations as such so that they are your partner through this process. They are not your burden. You're not dragging them along, but they're actually pulling you along because they're so fired up and excited to be on this journey with you. So we hope that you guys grab some ideas out of this conversation that you can take put into your process today to make your life easier and to deliver an even higher level of delight to your clients thank you for listening to the happy client show you can find the notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash happy that's do inbound all one word slash happy today's show is sponsored by do inbound the world's first process and project management platform built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. Learn more at doinbound.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review of the show to help spread the happy client show vibes. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.